This is the Spark Discovery Podcast, where every week you'll hear the best in inspiration, motivation, and education to ignite your inner spark, to match your skills and passion to a career that's inspiring to you and makes a lasting contribution to our world. Now, here's your host and lead firestarter of Spark Discovery, James Kiger. Hi, everyone. This is James Kiger, and welcome to the Spark Discovery Podcast where every week we put you in touch with winners who have navigated the maze of finding their passion and making a career match it. If you're still confused about what you'd like to do in the future, Spark Discovery may be your answer. With just the right amount of coaching, we'll help you to discover yourself, your ordinary superpowers, and why the career that you're searching for is a perfect match for you. If you're interested, go to sparkdiscovery.com and find out more. So we want to welcome Missy Buchanan to uh, our podcast today. Missy is a AP U.S. history teacher. She's one of our top teachers, very passionate individual. Missy, welcome. Thank you. So um, you are a teacher... Tell me about what brought you to this point. What? How did your path come to you ended up being a teacher with us? So uh, I am not that person who always knew I wanted to be a teacher. In fact, people in my childhood said that I would probably be a good teacher, and I kept telling them that they were crazy. Okay. Um, but I really liked history. I was really good at history. Um, that was probably my best subject in school. Mm-hmm. And so when I got into college... History was already my focus, and I thought I would try and do um, museum work or anything with kind of old documents. And then I had another professor again say, you know, we were doing an assignment, and I had to question people about the assignment that we were doing, and she's like, you need to be a teacher. So it was because of her that I started taking those education classes, and I sort of found what I think I'm good at. (laughs) Awesome. Now, it's interesting because I have done... A couple different interviews, and each person that where they ended up said that it was a person in their life that kind of guided them to where they wanted to be. So, mm-hmm. so when you hear that, and that knowing that you are a teacher, how does that affect you in, in your teaching and when you're working with young people and things like that? I feel like I, I also am trying to figure out where my students' talents are so that I can help direct them into things that they don't even maybe know exist in terms of helping them find things they're interested in. I think it's often they they end up trying trying to be the things that they see versus trying to find out what they're good at. Okay. Yeah. So I often we have a lot of teachers in our in our midst that we we end up fostering teachers because they see us every day and we they think that they can do what we we are and who we are and that kind of thing. So that's good. It's a big responsibility. So, um, what drew you to thinking about like working the museum piece and, you know, making working with old documents? What, what about yourself made that interesting? Because for some people that would be like, Oh my God, it would be so boring to do. But why was that interesting to you? Um, I really like the thing I like most about history is the social aspect about history. So I really like the recording of everyday life. Hmm. Like I love, um, I love photographs more than anything because it's such a snapshot of what life was and how people okay. lived and how they existed and versus the political side of history or even the military side okay. of history. I really like 
how people lived. And I thought that museum work was almost cultivating that part of life. People's letters, people's photographs, um, their diaries, their, you okay. know, just how they live. I just love that part. All right. So that's interesting because um, in our in our coaching, we, we break out life types, we call them. And it's really what, how your personality expresses yourself. And then we have adventurer, carer, investigator, artist, persuader, administrator. What do you think would be your number one characteristic? And, and all of us have kind of a secondary one. It's called a wing. What, what would you think your wing would be? What are you, where do you see yourself being close to something else? Oh, uh, well, I would say I, I'm a carer first because I just really like getting to know people and I like um, dealing with people. And I think that's also kind of what drew me to teaching is there's more of a, a social aspect to it. So I, I definitely like that part, but I also really like knowing why, most importantly, people act the way that they do. Okay, interesting. So <laughs> so did you find that as an investigator then would be your second? Probably. Okay, So, and that's exactly um, uh, what an investigator does is they want to know why, they want to know how, they want to know the ins and outs behind things. So in your, in, as a history teacher, gosh, you, you have all these examples of, of, you know, why did, why was Abraham Lincoln so passionate about freeing the slaves? Why was, you know, in the Revolutionary War this? So, so did that, does that draw you out? Do you teach that to the kids? Yes. That's my, like, a number one. Like, why are they acting the way that they're okay. acting? I, I, I'm never going to break apart a, a machine to figure out how that works because right. that doesn't interest me at all. But why people behave the way that they did in the time that they did and reacted the way they did, that's fascinating to yeah. me. Well, and, and in hearing you talk, it's fascinating to me that this is something that's so important to you and you were able to incorporate that into your profession. Because some teachers, and, and this is no uh, accident, that all the teachers that I've interviewed all are carers, which is good. Mm -hmm. and, that, and the good teachers are carers because... Uh, I'm sure you've had in your life, you've had teachers that may have been really knowledgeable about the subject matter, but they didn't deal with people so well and you really didn't enjoy that class and maybe someone that really cared about people and they weren't maybe as strong, but you still learned a lot and loved going to their class. Would you mm -hmm. say that's true? So I, I know people love going to your class and, and uh, being a part of that. So if you weren't a teacher, what would you be? I don't, I, I always, that's actually a question that people ask me and, you know, in like trivia games and stuff like that. And I, I never know the answer. I think if I could, I would love to be like in government or, um, I would love to do, you know, something really fabulous that would make me tons of money, but okay. right. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have a really good answer for that teaching, one. that wasn't teaching, right? So, <laughs> so you get the fulfillment out of that. So as a teacher, what, what's really important to you? What, what, what would be your why that you teach? Like what, what has to happen in a classroom where you say, God, I love this. This is, this is exactly why I got into teaching. What, what do you see happen Give me an example. Would it be a student coming back to you or a light bulb coming on or what? Yeah, I really love seeing uh, my students engage in the material and not just because they know it or they've memorized it, but because it's important to them or they're passionate about it or they, they end up getting a spark of exactly what I was just talking about. Like, why did they do that? That That's crazy that mm. they would think that A, B, and C was the correct way of thinking. And I also think... One of the most important gifts that I can give to my students is the understanding of why things happened in the past so that when they're coming up again now, they can react, not appropriately, but in the correct way right, for right. themselves. So, I mean, 
it's that old idiom that, you know, history repeats itself. But in some cases, it really does. It's not even history repeating itself, but emotions repeating themselves. Okay. And if people know how they reacted in the past and what was right and what was wrong, that when those emotions come up again, they can react mm-hmm. almost on the right side of history. And, and, and it's so good to hear you talk about that because, again, for those that are listening, you know, this isn't a teacher it's just spewing out information, but, but engaging that in, in her giftings and knowing her personality type and seeing what makes her passionate. She's using and, and using the material to express herself in a way that kids are going to have a meaningful experience in the classroom. So that's, that's awesome as well. And, and I will say this as, um, and this may not have been directly you, but for our history department, I've had several students come to my class or into my office where I have a picture of Joshua Chamberlain running down the hill in the Civil War, and all of them recognize, hey, that's Chamberlain going down there, and we have this dialogue about what he did, and it's, so it's really cool because most kids don't even see the picture, but I've had probably three or four students come in and say, I know what that is. That was a little bighorn you know, in the Civil War, so that was really cool. So um, what do you do to keep yourself motivated and engaged? So you're passionate about teaching, and, and you know, you're, you're right in your sweet spot, but not every day is a great day. Mm-mm. So... What do you do? What What is your thing? Maybe in school, out of school? What's your What's your secret to staying motivated? So that's really hard because it is easy to get discouraged. I mean, we're in a profession where you see a lot of kids every day who love or hate your subject, who maybe even love or hate you, and it's really can become uh, disheartening. So the one thing that I do, especially when I start to feel down, is that I realize that I'm the one in charge of my classroom. And what's happening in my classroom. So if I don't like what's happening in my classroom or I don't like how things are going, the only person who can do something about it is me. So that's very empowering. So generally when I start to get really upset, I just think, okay, well, if I don't like this, then how can I change it? And if I don't like how things are reacting, I, I change it. And I often tell my students that, like, I don't like how this is going, so that's my fault and we're going to change it this way. And they often are very reactive to me, and they they change right along with me because they that's good. They want a positive. That's relationship really good. Too. What about outside of school? What what do you do for fun? What's your passions outside of school? What do you, what do you enjoy? Well, my two little girls are my passion for sure. They're the they're the reason I do a lot of things. Um, I I like to run. I like to exercise. I like to kind of give back to myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm in a very giving profession so I like to give myself things um my husband spending time with him soccer sports going out good (laughs) let's talk about self-care just a little bit because Mm -hmm. again that a a teenager listening to this say well I don't you know I don't really know what that means I just stay up late at night or whatever how is that important (laughs) like why is that important you know even for a young person to do that that's actually something I've talked to my students a lot about that if you're not actually giving yourself any love, then you're not, you're going to get drained really quickly. So if you're looking for grades to make you feel good, if you're looking for um, like external rewards, that's not going to, it's not going to give you anything. You're not going to, you might get those external rewards, but they could be so few and far between that you Mm. don't actually feel good about yourself. It's when you give yourself time or when you give yourself meditation or, um, you know, these are things that kind of renew, renew how you feel, renew your spirit, and they can make you feel better about 
life no. in general. Yeah, because even if you're a top student and you get a 4.1 GPA, there's probably some student across America or the world that's even better. There's and, always going to be someone yeah, better. There yeah. is. There's always going to be someone better. Yeah. So if you're looking for other people to make you good, then it's not going to happen. Right. You have to make yourself good. That's really, really good. So if you had to go back to your high school days mm -hmm. and, and you were able to travel back in time to say something to yourself based on what you've learned up to this point, what would be the, what would be the one thing you would say to yourself to maybe help you, you know, maneuver through life a little bit easier than what it has happened? Oh, that, I mean, that, what I'm telling you is almost what I wish I could have told myself. So I was so obsessed with being good, being the best, getting the awards, getting mm -hmm. the things. And, and I learned that the hard way that those aren't going to make you a better person. Like they're not going to make you feel good. And you have to really know what you think is important, know what makes you happy, really try and like become that positive person because you want to be, not because someone's going to see you and recognize right. that in you. Wow. Like it's, it's super important. That's awesome. That's awesome. So kids are trying to find their passion. They're trying to find their career. They're trying to match up with what their personality is with, with a job. How, how would you define passion? Like if, if they found it, what does it feel like to be passionate about something? Um, it's something that I like what I do. It makes me happy to do what mm -hmm. I do. I find it rewarding to put time and effort into my job and into what I think is important. Um, I never feel like I'm working. I don't really feel like this is a waste of my time or it doesn't feel fruitless that the passion is there because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really into it and I like it and it, I don't feel like I'm working or I don't feel like I'm trying, struggling through it. Good. It's it's a positive experience. Something that Ryan and I talk about a lot is if it's not fun and it doesn't make you happy, then it's not really worth your time. Mm. It, the fun part is difficult because not every day of your job is fun. Right. But if it's not something that's making you happy, then it's not what you need to be right. doing. Right. Because time is short and, you know, you really need to do that. And that's why I encourage kids to find out what makes you happy now so that you're not wasting time or get out in a career and say, oh, my God, I can't believe that I've done this. What in the world am I doing there? Mm -hmm. So last question, if you had uh, a life motto or a phrase or a thought or a mantra that you go by, what what has carried you through life? And, and if you could just narrow it down to a sentence or a thought or a paragraph, what would it be? I'd say I'd say that if it's not making you happy, mm. then it's not worth your time. Okay. All right. That's good. And that applies not only to your job, but to other things you do, you know? So are you a, uh, how would you d deal with reading a book that, that you got halfway through and it just, it was terrible. Would you put it away or are you? Excellent. Yep. Put that thing right away. <laughs> okay, good. All right. So you're because not, you're not driven to, I've got to finish it. No, I, that's not me. So a big thing in my life, as I said, was my kids. So if something is taking me away from them, mm. then then it has to be something that's important to me and has to be something that it makes me happy. So if I'm spending time reading a book that is not making me happy, it's not yeah. it's taking me away from them, then that's not worth my time. Awesome. It's a really good line for me. That it, then that's great advice for us. So thank you so much for being with us on the podcast and what you had to say today was very, very helpful. And uh, we're excited. We're glad that you're teaching for us here at Smart High School. Thank you. You're welcome. 
You've been listening to the Spark Discovery Podcast. If you're unclear about your future and need clarity, consider Spark Discovery Coaching with James Kiger. With the right motivation, you can match your unique skills to a perfect career. If this is you, don't delay. Go to www.sparkdiscovery.com. Until next time, remember, live boldly with passion. Goodbye, everybody.